Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran. We're going to be looking ahead to the Broncos' Week 3 home opener against the Jets this Sunday at Empower Field. Recapping their Week 2 win over the Jaguars, looking at the injury updates for this week, R.E. Bradley Chubb and Josie Jewell. How does the Broncos' defense replace those guys? Are the Broncos vulnerable? And is this a trap game or a letdown alert, shall we say? Impressions of the 0-2 Jets, predictions, and much, much more analysis. Appreciate you tuning in to the First in Orange podcast, again, presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. So let's real quickly start off the show, Ryan, with recapping that 23-13 win in Jacksonville. They went down early on that first touchdown drive with Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars marching down the field, and then 23 unanswered points en route to the victory. Yeah, somewhat of a similar script to week one over the Giants. Uh, you know, sort of a you know a snoozer of a start for, for the Broncos, even though they scored a field goal on their first drive, but they're, they, they should have maybe punched it in but had a sack. Um, after the first drive, I thought the defense was lights out. You know, two turnovers. Didn't create a lot of pass rush pressure, ex- with the exception of Von Miller's sack, but I think just like the Giant game facing them early, you know, the schedule did him favor. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a lot better in a month or two. Right now, he was just missing guys. Um, the Kareem Jackson interception, which really helped continue the tide in the Broncos' favor, he had his tight end wide open down the left side. He just threw it late. That gave time for Jackson to break on the ball when he saw that the tight end was open. Sertan made it an awesome play on his interception. And, you know, the thing about the Jaguars, the state of them right now is Broncos were up 10-7 at halftime. I, th- there was no doubt the Broncos were going to win. You're not supposed to say that with a three-point game in the NFL, but um, you know, so they they went there, they took care of business, and you know we'll get to it later. Is but you you play the schedule that you're given, and right now the Broncos have been favored in two road games, and they've won two road games. As rookie coach Urban Meyer said to Vic Fangio in the post-game handshake, every week is like playing Alabama in the NFL. So tough start for Urban and Co. down in Jacksonville. Yeah, they're not very good. And and, and one, of the, one of the things we always talked about when I covered that team is to look at the schedule and they say, who are they going to beat? They're not going to be favored to beat anybody. But they're in for a long season, I think 2-15, and 3-14. and 14. But, uh, you know, and we'll get to the Jets later, but this is another type of situation where the Broncos are catching a rookie quarterback early. First Norwich podcast presented by SI Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Go check it out. Great new player in the sports gambling space. And we'll get to some gambling props and odds for NFL Week 3 here in a couple minutes. But first, some injury updates in discussion. Bradley Chubb had an ankle procedure on Wednesday on his ankle to uh, scope out a bone fragment in there. And Vic Fangio said it went very well. He expects six to eight weeks as a possible timetable for him to return. Meanwhile, Josie Jewell going through surgery for his torn pec and looking like he's out for the season, Ryan. Yeah, he will be. He has surgery coming up on Thursday. Um, you know, the Chubb thing, I was surprised that Vic gave a timetable like that. Um, and to I me, was too. You know, yeah. And, and uh, to me, that meant that they didn't find any more bone spurs. They did not find any structural damage. They, they got what they needed to get. So um, I, I mean, they, they should put him on IR. He'll miss if he's going to miss, you know, a minimum of six games. You know, put him on, put him on there to create some roster flexibility. These are big losses, and Chubb's been hurt a lot. But when he's healthy, he's impactful, and that means Malik Reed has to step in as a starter. That means Jonathan Cooper, a rookie, Andre Mincy, the rookie, maybe somebody else uh, that we don't know yet, are going to get some playing time at that edge rusher spot because you need four good ones 
to rotate in and out of the game. As for uh, Jewel, you know, it's it's I know what he's valuable for, and you know, Vic Fangio said caddy. I mean, to me, he is helps everybody out there. Hey, line up here. No, this is the check. This is what Vic said in my helmet. So, and here's the other thing. Josie was playing pretty well the first game and game and a half in terms of he looked faster, he looked lighter. Especially through that first quarter plus yeah. of that Jaguars game, he was racking up the tackles. Yeah, and tag behind the line of scrimmage, so he was closing better. I think they'd found what he does best, which is moving toward the line of scrimmage instead of away from it. Um, but now you get dust just as Sternod as the new starting inside linebacker for now. They signed Micah Kaiser off the Rams practice squad, guaranteed him the rest of his salary when really all they got to do is guarantee the first three weeks. So that means I think he had some other suitors. He was a nine-game starter for the Rams last year. He had 77 tackles leading the team when he got hurt. As I talked to a person in the league on Wednesday morning, they said, I don't know why they didn't keep him instead of other linebackers who are on the roster. Run-stopping guy, so... You know, if Kaiser gets up to speed quickly, don't be surprised if he maybe plays early downs. Justin Sternad plays in the nickel and dime packages. But you had a chance to visit with Sternad along with the other media on Monday. How ready does he feel he is for this opportunity? You know, he senses he's very ready. Obviously, he was having a pretty good camp as a rookie last season before a wrist injury derailed the season out for the year. So he had some time to think, to process, to grow alongside Josie Jewell, Alexander Johnson, and co. And he's ready. Now, whether he's going to take over that defensive play calling, like you said, where Josie Jewell is just so impactful as that sort of defensive captain out there, making sure everyone's in the right spot, that's to be determined. Vic Fangio said Alexander Johnson did that against Jacksonville when Jewell went out. But it seems Sternod, you know, and talking to his college coaches and high school coach as well, he's, he's a film rat. He's a coach's room rat. So I have a feeling – Maybe if not the newcomer, Sernai will be taking some calls at some point this season. Yeah, I think he's going to have to green dot on Sunday. Um, he had it when Jewel was out with a hamstring during uh, the Vikings joint practices and also during the, the first two preseason games. That's something Von Miller uh, mentioned after the Jacksonville game. It's not totally foreign to him, but you know, a, a key guy is going to be safety, Justin Simmons. And as Justin, you know, semi-kidded today, he says oh, he talks about communication a lot. Well, because it's important. And with a younger inside linebacker, there has to be more communication because with Josie and Justin and Josie and Kareem, they may just have to, you know, sometimes just a, a, a head bob or, uh, or just a thumbs up to say, hey, this is what we're doing. Whereas now they got to start talking a little bit more. But overall, you know, I see some of the mafia tweeting about, well, it's a good thing they had depth there. Well, they don't have depth anymore. And right now they're on the razor's edge. They are short at receiver, so Hamler and Patrick and Sutton need to stay healthy. Their cornerback depth has been tested with no Darby, so Callahan, Sertan, and Fuller need to stay healthy. And an inside linebacker right now, they have very little depth. And I didn't like their depth to start with because it was so young and unproven. A.J. Johnson is going to have to be big in that regard, and also Malik Reed at the at outside linebacker. So, you know, they've, they've sort of have uh, picked up their mulligans, so to speak, but they cannot afford any more major injuries on defense. Broncos skating on thin ice here, and, of course, we'll continue to track all those injuries and the guys replacing them, how they're faring, denverpost.com slash Broncos. This is the First in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook. Let's hear a word from our sponsor. Nothing else in the world can hold a candle to sports. It's why true fans actually cry when their team loses a close one. And why we channel the memory of a goldfish to believe again before the next game. Teams can be beaten, but true fans are invincible. At Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, we get that. All of it. 
because we love sports too. We also happen to have the knowledge that comes from working alongside more athletes and coaches than any other sports book on the planet. We understand the game, not just the spread. So we made the sports book only Sports Illustrated could deliver. Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, the sports book by sports people. Download the SI Sportsbook app today. New players, when you bet $10, get $50 in free bets. New players only. Players must be over 21 located in Colorado. Qualifying bet $10 or more. Minimum odds minus 150. Free bet tokens credited after bet is settled and expire after seven days. Free bet stakes not included in winnings. Promo expires 12-31-21. Full terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Again, folks, this is the First Orange Podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Check them out. We'll be discussing some week three NFL props, odds, over-unders here in a bit on the gambling segment. But first, some more football analysis. And let's look ahead here. Broncos, huge favorites, as we'll note in the gambling segment. And they're 2-0 and for the first time in five years, looking for 3-0. and But are they a little vulnerable because of the injuries we just mentioned and because of all those reserves that they're now counting on, especially on the defensive side. Yeah, I think they are vulnerable. Uh, Against a rookie QB that threw four picks last year, though, asterisk, right? Yeah, and uh, – last week. I mean, some of those interceptions were just god-awful, but we'll get to Zach Wilson in a bit. You know, the, the, the Broncos, what they should uh, – how they should approach this week is not about the point spread, not about the Jets record, is, hey, even with the injuries, they have better personnel than New York right now. And take advantage of that. Feed off your home crowd. Home, home field advantage has not been an advantage for the Broncos over the last five years. So get off to a good start there. And one thing I think they got to stress, offensively they got to be better on first down. Their average yards to go against the Jaguars on third down was like eight and a half yards. That's a big reason why they went two for 11. Get out to a lead, which they have been able to do. And then on defense, hey, once you get that lead, start throwing some different looks. I do think they need to be on overlook alert. Uh, because they got Baltimore coming into town next week, so it's uh, I could, this is a this is a take care of business. Lean on your veteran week, much like we talked about before the Jaguar game. You, and you mentioned Zach Wilson not looking good with those four ints against New England last week. I mean, how do how does he try and find a rhythm against a very good Denver secondary? Yes, they're down Ronald Darby, but you know Justin Simmons said today, hey, we're not going to be the team to take him out of his slump. And I think they're they're hungry for some more ints after two picks last week. Yeah, and they should be. Uh, I mean, they're with a uh, you know plus two in turnovers for the season through two games. I mean, they would have taken that last year at any point. Uh, but Zach Wilson, you know, looking at his four interceptions, first one he threw in the traffic ball was deflected. The second one was a little high, but a drop by Corey Davis. The last two, uh, he underthrew a receiver down the right sideline. And the last one was sort of just a, a you know wing and a prayer that was caught like a, a, a you know a punt by McCourty. Uh, if I'm the Jets, you, know, you try and get the run going a little bit. You don't fall behind. And also, just give him some shorter passes. Get his confidence going. When you have four interceptions in your first ten attempts, you're not going to have a lot of confidence. I don't care who you are for the rest of that game. So I think Mike LaFleur, their coordinator, can do a better job with their play calling. The protection, they really did shore up after the Carolina game where Zach Wilson was abused, hit the turf multiple times, and was sacked six times. So it's uh, – you know, Vic Fangio against rookie quarterback Trevor Lawrence last week only sent five rushers on 10 of 40 dropbacks. I would assume that's going to be still his plan. Use the blitz when you need to. Maybe save some stuff for third down. Maybe drop some guys and rush some corners. Uh, but I, I, I do think this is going to be a, a multi-interception game uh, for the Broncos against Zach Wilson. 
Again, first in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Check them out. And one more thing on the 0-2 Jets. Obviously, a super rough year last year to secure the number two overall pick to get Wilson. And your study of the film from the Patriots-Jets game, how do they look on defense? What are the keys for Teddy Bridgewater to keep up that passing attack and, and for Melvin and Javon to have that one-two punch again? Yeah, I, I mean, Quentin Williams is an elite defensive lineman. So I think it's going to be tough to run against him. I would try and get some things outside. I mean, I'm going to sound like a broken record here. I would make this a Javante Williams game. Enough with the division of carries. He looked like the better player than Melvin Gordon against the well, Jaguars. He was tough to bring down. And he had some multiple runs where the viewers are like, oh, okay, all right. I mean, bouncing off guys. Everything that kind of he was hyped about in terms of being able to make guys miss and being, being elusive, running low to the ground, having fresh legs. He looks like all of that and some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's going to be, I think, you know, get Williams going. You know, and, the, and the Jets are young on the back end, but they're only giving up 10 yards per completion, which means they're probably keeping a lot of things in front of them. And Marcus May is a good safety. And so C.J. Mosley is, is a good Mike linebacker. And this is a 4-3 front, and they're going to they're gonna stay in a four-man line. It's good for the Broncos that they played against that in, against Seattle and Minnesota during the preseason, so it's not totally foreign to them this week. But I think if, if the Broncos get it get out to a better start than they have the first two games, that makes the Jets one-dimensional. At some point, they would have to give up on the run, and that's playing right into the hands of this uh, Bronco defense, as depleted as it is. First in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman alongside my colleague Ryan O'Halloran. So some gambling talk here in the middle of the show. We'll intersperse it, and let's start with Jets-Broncos. Broncos 10.5-point favorites. What do you like or dislike about that line? Um, well, it's the first time they've been a double-digit favorite in four years, and I'm, I'm sure Bronco fans remember that Sunday night game. Giants came here winless as a 13.5-point dog. They won by 13. So, yeah, that, so that Vegas ain't always right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they're right a lot, but that one, they you know that was a two-put – that they missed. Um, I don't think the Broncos should be ten and a half point favorites against anybody. Uh, they're just not. I don't think they're explosive enough right now on a consistent basis to do that. But I would. I would take the Jets with the points. I think they are going to. I think they are going to play a little better. I think they're you know relatively decent on defense. Over under on forty one. I I'm, I, uh, I went back and forth on this. It's a great number because that, that's like 24 13, 24. 31-10. Yeah. Uh, 31-10 would be an easy cover. Uh, that would surprise me. But um, I would probably bet the under um, at 41. And then some other ones looking around the league here. Colts plus five at, at the Titans. Indianapolis underdogs there. And then Chargers underdogs six and a half to the Chiefs. Dolphins plus three and a half at the Raiders. Buccaneers favored against the Rams minus one and a half so let's start off with that last yeah. one with Tom Brady and co defending champs go to three and oh yeah I think that's the game of the week and yeah you know t- uh, t- Tom Brady looks like he's in 17 and 0 60 touchdown mode and because they are just throwing it all over the yard they go to a Rams team that's looked good in their two wins home against Chicago at Indianapolis I'm going to take the Rams straight up and of course that means uh, getting the one and a half points uh, Indianapolis at Tennessee Colts are 0-2. I'm going with the desperate team right now, and uh, I think they're going to win uh, straight up. They've always had a lot of good good form against the Titans. I think Tennessee's going to have a letdown after their semi-miracle win against Seattle. Um, Chargers, you said, getting 6.5 at Kansas City. This is of note to Broncos fans. AFC West, both teams are 1-1. One one. 
dropped a one and two. The loser would if the Broncos win. That's two game two game lead. Uh, I think the Chiefs after last week's loss. One thing about Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, they don't lose two in a row. And uh, so I think uh, I, I would take the Chargers with the points getting six and a half, but I'll take the uh, the Chiefs on the money line. And then we had, uh, if I had to pick a best bet of the week, Las Vegas at home, minus three and a half against Miami. Uh, Tua is not playing for the Dolphins. If it was Ryan Fitzpatrick filling in for him, I'd feel a lot better about the Dolphins, but it's uh, Jacoby Brissett. Um, I, think the Vegas, uh, I think Las Vegas right now is rolling, and I think they win and they cover that three and a half. And, folks, that's Ryan O'Halloran, Denver Post sports writer, sprinkling some gambling analysis alongside Kyle Newman on the first in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Sports Illustrated has been bringing fans deeper into sports since 1954. That's over 65 years of sports insights and knowledge and six years before there is pro football here in Denver. While other sportsbooks know gaming, SI Sportsbook knows the game. It's betting built with a combination of actual sports knowledge and true sports passion. It's a sportsbook for real sports fans because it's made by real sports fans. And of course, it's your perfect time to get your bet in on the game at sisportsbook.com. And if you try the other apps, you can try the SI Sportsbook app and get the true fan experience. Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, the sportsbook that wrote the book on sports. So appreciate you listening in to the First in Orange podcast here and a couple more subjects on the docket in the show here in Dove Valley. We mentioned should the Broncos be on letdown alert, but how do the Jets come in here and not play like the hapless Jets that they've been the last couple years and somehow pull an upset at mile high? I find it tough to find reasons, but I'll come up with a couple. One is they bottle up Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams with Quentin Williams anchoring that run defense, force the Broncos into some third and longs, and create some takeaways, which, they, which they've traditionally struggled with during their like decade playoff drought. Second thing is Zach Wilson has a 100 passer rating with no interceptions. Uh, Corey Davis. Is Zach a, Wilson has a breakout game, basically. Pretty much. He's going to have to have one. Corey Davis got big money to lead the Titans for the Jets. He has to be a factor working on, working on Kyle Fuller. And then they have two good tight ends. And if I'm Michael Fleur, the Jets play caller, I go right after Justin Sternap. Okay, what are you made of, kid? Can you cover? Can you cover every down? So that would be my game plan for the Jets. Um, but I think, it, it, I think it's a tough putt for them to come in the mile high uh, and beat the Broncos. First in Orange podcast sponsored by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. And we'll close the show here with some predictions from Ryan and myself. I'll go first. Uh, we talked about Jets being 10.5 dogs to the Broncos. I like the Broncos to cover that. I think they're going to come out and make a statement before their real schedule starts against Baltimore in week four. I got the Broncos 27 to 10. I think Javante Williams goes off for 100. And the Broncos defense, we'll say three picks on the day. Sertan gets another one. Sure. Um, I have the Broncos winning as well. I do not have them covering 10 and a half. I have them winning 21 uh, 13. And I do think that's going to be a late Jets touchdown. Uh, like oh, another Giants. garbage time one? Come yeah, on now, and, Ryan. Uh, like the Giants did, like the Jerry's did. And, I, and I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll get an email from a reader like I did on Tuesday morning. Why aren't these? Why aren't the Broncos? They're a fraud. They're, they're not blowing teams out. I had to remind the reader after thanking him for reading that they were up 26-7 on the Giants or something like that and then 23-7 on the Jaguars before those you know those late scores. So 
I think it's going to be an eight-point win for the Broncos. I'll side with you on a multi-interception game for Zach Wilson and their 3-0. And head to DenverPost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage of the team throughout this week and the rest of the season. We'll have full scouting report for the game up there, much more analysis ahead of Sunday's kick at Empower Field. Again, this has been the First in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, SISportsbook.com. Appreciate you tuning in to today's show. It's been Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran out here in Dove Valley. Until next time, folks, take it easy.